0: welcome to the podcast will not be televised
1: hello and thank you for tuning into our podcast once again Um, it's nice to have you here and today we have the awesome Seb J.J. Peters He's a fantastic photographer, um, artistic visionary, and just all-around lovely guy. Um, There was a slight technical fault at the beginning of this, so we've had to do a little bit of snipping and cutting just to make sure it's uh, it's all there. Um, But without further ado, let's crack on. Thank you. So happy days. We're we're all good now. I had a bit of a technical fault there, but uh, sorry about that. But yeah, today we've got uh, a man like Seb JJP is in, and um, I'm going to let him take it away and just introduce himself because there's a lot to him. So Seb, take it away, man.
2: Hello, Um, I'm Seb J.J. Peters, and I am primarily a photographer, um, but I dabble in some other things as well, Um, and those include, but are not limited to, um, making a bit of music here and there, uh, shooting a bit of video here and there, Um, I've been teaching myself to to do professional tattoos, that's been interesting, Um, and... On a very boring technical side, I help people identify... No, no, I don't. I help people define their visual identities, um, which is not as interesting
0: as it sounds. I don't know. That does sound it pretty interesting. It does sound pretty badass, man. Because...
3: You, you make it sound pretty good. Um, I, guess, I guess the short
2: of it, the long and short of it, is that um, I uh, let's say a band need... Someone to d- help them work out how they're going to look on the internet or how they present on posters or whatever. Um, even if I'm not the one that produces the work at the end, I will have lots of chats about it and be like, yeah. mm, so what are you? Tr- what energy are you trying to put out into the world and trying to help contextualize that? Because lots of people don't have like good visual literacy and that's not me dunking on them. It's just not everyone is um, uh, as obsessed with the way things look as I am. No, yeah, totally. Um,
0: Do you know what? I can totally relate to that. A guy who I think is a real... I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a really good artist, and he's had, like, a top ten... Like, I think even a number two or a number three hit in the UK. And he recently started an Instagram account. And I looked at the first picture that he... Well, I think the third picture that he's put up, and it's basically his kids standing in a puddle looking like they're having a really bad time. (laughs) And it was just like... I don't understand why one why you would take this yeah. picture then post it to the world other than being like here's my kid in a puddle hating life I mean unless that's the message he's trying to get across yeah. I don't know. But
1: <laughs> well, the thing is we live in like quite a visual world now don't we in general like you know with social media and stuff it's, it's it's very important especially as you know yeah things like Instagram and TikTok all those sort of things and it's a big it's a big part of people's identity and body of work now so Seb you so photography has that been something you've always done Seb or is it something you've Got into later in life or?
2: Um it's something I've definitely not always done. Right. Um I didn't I didn't pick up a camera until after I had uh finished a degree in something completely unrelated and then was halfway through a master's in something completely unrelated. Um and those two things were unrelated from themselves as well. Yeah.
3: Um Yeah, because but, um, the the, the first time that we really met you, Seb, uh, I, I speak for Ollie and I, was uh, you were producing um, a Bear Jams record, or at least we were, we were kind of getting it started and, and getting into a few little bits. Um, I think I'm producing so...
2: might be a strong word to use.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys did a good job. Yeah, well, but, thank you. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's, sort uh... of, I
2: forgot about that, to be honest.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny how uh, I mean that's how we met Josh uh Josh Palmer keyboard player as well. And uh, it's, it's just oh, funny really? how, how that's yeah, yeah cuz Josh and Seb I again I'm speaking for you but Josh and Seb were, were housemates uh, um when we all studied. Do you know do you know how me and Josh met?
2: Um which is a funny story. So I was um I was going in for a tutorial at uni. Um to talk about a track I had been working on, and he had the tutorial before me, and I was chatting in the hallway, waiting outside the room, being like, "Damn, I really wish I knew a saxophonist who could play on this." And then he walked out the room as I said that and said, "I can play saxophone," um, <laughs> and could, <laughs> and um, yeah, and the rest me... is history. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, he owned a saxophone, and that's very different. He tricked us um... with the keys as well, mate. Don't worry about that. Well, true, but you know he, 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 was, he then like came over to my house and actually played some OK saxophone sort of, um, yeah. <laughs> on a track that I'd now be quite uh, embarrassed to share with the world. Um, um, and from that point on, I've not been able to get rid of him, and then that's how I met you guys, although, yeah. full disclosure, Ollie, you played at my open day when I went to uni. Did I really? You did, did I really- indeed. You and Sam played a little acoustic set on a little stage. Very interesting. Um,
0: that yeah. sounds very early days, bear That jumps. sounds very
2: very early stages. I mean, I'm sure we were paid a hefty yeah, sum yeah. for that. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was uh, Sam with a cajon and you with the guitar. Yeah, that's
1: it. Uh, oh,
0: that sounds that sounds very like, If the cajon was involved, that was jumps. that was
1: very early stages, yeah. We probably shouldn't even it's have been actually prance. playing. We probably just rocked up and p- thought why not. We probably weren't invited, <laughs> but there we go. No, it was good. I do remember those days, actually, quite clearly. That's funny. But,
2: um, yeah, so I guess that's how I ran into you lot. But, um, no, I didn't start with a... Do you know what? Some of my earliest photos do include you and Dave, actually, Ollie, um, that I took with a hand-me-down camera that I was given, um, which I didn't really know what to do with. Um, and I did find those photos the other day, um, and they're interesting to look at. Right. Um, when
3: was... What, what shoot was that? It uh, it was
2: um, some of you guys jumping on the trampoline in the garden at my uni house. Oh, oh right, yeah, I yeah. do remember that.
1: Isn't that when the, the um, uh, when that was? I do remember that. There was some kids having a bit of a crazy party o- um, opposite, and there was it was all.
2: Yeah, that that was the same day that a bunch of kids came and threatened to bash in the back of Sam's car. I, I'm pretty and we didn't sure they quite did know what bash to do in about it. In Sam's car. We
1: called the police. Did and they? they like, know not know them? It was like uncle. It was like their uncle Kevin or something, and they ended up hugging him, and it was. Like, that's right, not, yeah. Not the outcome we expected. It was do you know ridiculous. what? I
0: get so jealous when I hear people telling uni stories, just in a light like, because I didn't go to university. It just wasn't, they didn't do, I'm a bit older than everyone else, obviously, so they didn't really have, like, university courses and cool stuff when I was coming to the university. So I just, like, got going. And actually then went and did a, diploma at the place that you guys went to uni just literally a one-year course and that was kind of that sort of got me going but because it was like this one-year intensive thing like there were no trampolines in in any gardens there was no there was <laughs> just was a pretty sweat. Impressive trampoline i mean we got drunk but only because like we were stress drinking Well, (laughs) it's a lie. It's all a lie. But, but yeah, I I always get really when people start to talk about their uni days because obviously, like, uh, an element of it is like the learning and the and the hard work bit. But like, I think just when people have done like a university course over a couple of years, they've had a bit of time to settle in a new place, be away from their families, and develop this lifestyle. The first time I I properly lived away from home was, I suppose, when I started touring. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, random, you, I mean, random interjection. <laughs> no, that's fine.
1: It's, it's um, it's one of them. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite important. Yeah, how, how we met. Um, for sure. Um, but Seb, so how did it all really start then? What what turned your eye to photography? Was there was there? Because you you say you mm. bought that you 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 ca- you acquired this uh this camera um and then did you start did you start make, you know, going your own way and teaching yourself or was there any big influences in particular? Or how did it kind of kick off for you?
2: Um, so it was. So after after uni, I I moved back in to my dad's house for a bit Um, and he, uh, you know, I got a job at the Apple store. And interesting fact, a guy I worked with at the Apple store is currently one of the most successful um, documentary photographers in the world now. Um, um, His name is Craig Whitehead. He's incredible. Um, Amazing. and, And most of his work is on the street documentary photography. Um, based in London, predominantly. Um, I actually have have his first book next to me because it came out uh, last year, which is very exciting. Um, And on our lunch breaks every day, he would just pick up a tiny camera from his little locker in the back room and would just walk around the the market here in Cambridge, um, which is a very colourful spot. Uh, And I never understood what he was doing until after I quit that job and moved to Bristol um and then realized what he was doing and kicked myself for not quizzing him about it um because he's he's a he's a genuine visionary in like the truest sense of the word right um um and then i realized what he was doing and i was like that looks cool i'd like to try that so i sold the hand me down camera i had and bought a cheap different camera that i liked the idea of more um and it was all manual it was quite old school it was digital but old school digital so it was quite slow Yep. Um, and on I, on my walk to my lectures for my master's every morning, I would go an hour early and just wander around the city of Bristol and learn the city that I didn't know, and take pictures of things that were hopefully interesting. Um, and from that, like, eight to nine months of doing that, I think there's only two pictures that I would still be okay sharing with people. The rest are, <laughs> t- like, true hot garbage. i think Um,
3: everyone everyone can kind of come from that that perspective and and look back at early stuff that sort of defined you at the time and and progressed you up to where you are now but you wouldn't you wouldn't for the life of you share again if 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 you could absolutely yeah Yeah. i think that's a really important part to, to to learning anything creative and taking those natural steps forward
2: absolutely absolutely and i mean i learned i've never studied photography and that annoys people sometimes um I have I ha- I know some people <laughs> you, who have studied it and they've been like, well, why are you getting jobs and I'm not, and I, and I like I don't have an answer for them. Do you think that <laughs> um, Do you
1: think that not being taught um, taught it in the in a in a, in a in a in a Do you think that not being taught it is in a, in a in an educational system so to speak has has not, has not like, refined you into like borders if you know what I mean, put pigeonhole you to a sense where you can literally just go off on your own little tangent and fi- find your own approach to lighting and and you know how to how to capture you know do you know do you know what I'm trying to say um
2: absolutely so i think so um photography's like a relatively young medium um right so for you know for example we all, we all have a, a you know a relative musical understanding and music has been around i mean for a very long time um mm. and usually when studying music we look at examples from hundreds of years ago sometimes to talk about how harmony developed or whatever it might be um photography has only been a thing since 1826 um and even then, it wasn't popularised to any degree until the early, like, 1910s. Um, because cameras were too big and very expensive, and you had to leave it mm. in one place for, like, an hour to take a bad photo. Um, and the first ever photo was actually taken of a rooftop in France, and it doesn't look very good, but that's not the point. Um, so, And I think that uh, the way that photography is taught, and again, I've not studied it, so I don't know, but talking to lots of people who have studied it at relatively prestigious institutions that i am about to dunk on um uh they they teach it as if it's this eternal thing that has existed for as long as all other artistic mediums right and has a set of rules that you don't you don't venture out of <laughs> um and and you do things this way and this way only um yeah. and that sort of lends itself That's... to the sort of like the traditional understanding of fine art photography which where things are very
3: sort of that sort of sounds like uh like a lot of what you're taught about music theory as well mm. in an academic sense like okay these are the rules that you have and this is the box that you need to sit in and then you so you learn all this and you learn what to do and what sounds good and what not to do and then all of a sudden you have this thing called jazz that comes along and completely flips it on its head and it's like part two to learning what you sh- should be doing, but what you shouldn't be doing and how doing what you shouldn't be doing actually sounds really good. And you should always do it. Like, and also yeah.
0: you, you kind of think of like in these prestigious universities, like, you know, do you suppose those lecturers are then just kind of like, <laughs> and of course there's Instagram as this kind of like hands, distant sort of way of using visual language and stuff like that. You know what I mean?
2: Mm, well, I think it's quite a I think it's quite a, a hard and a hard balance to strike because I think Instagram mm. sucks for the most part. Um and it's not so much about the platform itself, it's about the way that we consume visual media contemporarily. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not to like get into like a thesis about it or anything, but like <laughs> um we're, we we um how do I best put this? Um media is more disposable now than it ever has been because there's so much of it. Um and speaking from someone as a visual artist, pre- predominantly, um, there's almost a pressure to try and make masterful quality work at such a rate that you could share something every day that is going to blow people away. Yeah. Um, and that's like not how good stuff is made. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> um, I think I think you know it, it's it's much harder for people who create non visual art but have to present visually. Um, yeah. You know that's such yeah. a struggle, and I don't envy that at all. But in in a way, that's what I help people with it, to a large degree. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I hate Instagram, but I also love it because it's a way of letting me see cool <laughs> stuff that's happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. a way of
2: me being able to say, oh, hey, look, I took a picture of this dude. Isn't it cool?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Mm. It's a, it's a good platform to kind of showcase your your work as well to a certain degree. Um, but I mean, that's that's about it, really. I mean, yeah.
0: I have a question, Seb. Did you Fire away. find? Did you find that, like, what were you aware of first? A sort of a, a sort of under an ability to be able to interpret visual language around you, or the ability to be able to take photos? Which was it that you became aware of first, or is it literally just you got a camera and started taking pictures, and that was the instrument that introduced you to that creative?
2: That's a really interesting question, <laughs> um, which is not something I've considered much before, but I, th- I think learning how to use a camera came second. Um, but, but I do think they're related. So I definitely had visual ideas. I've always been a cinema dork because that's just the person I am. Um, hmm. But I think when you start to learn about something, like from a technical and creative uh, direction, um, not only are you trying to understand how to create the things you want to create but you're going to start seeking out better quality stuff to look at in your spare time as well um so since I've been into into re- you know since I've been taking this seriously I've been actively searching for more beautiful things in every aspect of my life um mm. you know I, I don't I no longer want to watch films that don't look very good <laughs> um mm-hmm. or or look at paintings that aren't very interesting or whatever it might be um and i think because you because when your ideas become more sophisticated about what you want to make you want to seek out other sophisticated ideas yeah um mm. interesting i think the same you know same goes for music like my introduction to anything that wasn't pop was scar for some reason i don't know how that happened um <laughs> but you know bands like um you know third wave surf scar like streetlight manifesto and uh, oh wow okay that, sort of thing. that was like my introduction to stuff that wasn't iron maiden or uh, 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 oh, what's his name that sings Angels, the pop star? Oh, Robbie, Robbie Williams. Williams. Yeah. You know, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my musical my musical uh, uh, field was like Iron yeah. Maiden, Guns N' Roses, whatever was on X Factor. And then I accidentally went down a scar hole on YouTube in the very early days of YouTube when it looked very different to the way it does now. Um, and I was like, wow, you can make angry music with trumpets in it. Um and and that changed my understanding forever.
0: Look at the size of those trousers. It's just <laughs> It's um
2: and I and I think I think uh uh I, could, I can't point out what it is, but I think I at some point I had that same moment for visuals. At some point I saw something that I didn't realize could be done yeah. and I was like hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, totally. Mm. Um, which was again, I wish I could pinpoint what that was because I have no idea to be honest um
0: I find that I find that fascinating because I like i've just recently as part of like you know the change of of things that have happened over the past year started working in visual mediums for the first time essentially my background's always been sound or the arrangement of putting bands on to to make sound basically yeah shepherding musicians and miking them up is essentially that skill set and recording it and all of that so with what i'm doing at the moment it's very much more visual like a lot of the advertising is about putting stuff out on insta that's dragging people in and the, the whole concept is it's a virtual reality live music business and so it's recording and editing like i've never used premiere before like i've never although other editing software is obviously avail- available i've never worked in these mediums before and I've I found it incredibly like accessible to someone coming from working in music and a lot of the ideas cross over but then also i found it fascinating because obviously you know as you'll be aware virtual reality and 360 video is it's early days it's you know if photography uh, was discovered in uh, when did you say 1826? 1826
2: 1826
0: eighteen twenty six, then it's only eighteen fifty in terms of VR. It's so new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um indeed like a lot of the things that I'm you know, I'm looking up questions that I have about, well, what's the best way of framing this in a virtual reality environment? And there isn't an answer on the internet because no one's done it before and no one knows. You know, it's weird. It's weird like that. Anyway, but it's been interesting discovering that actually I have an appreciation for visual that I'm only now realising because I'm looking through the lens of a cam well, not even a lens of a camera, it's a three sixty camera. So because I'm looking into an editor and creating content, I'm beginning to realise as I look back over my Instagram over the last few years that actually there's a clear there's a clear methodology, a clear uh, sensibility there that it's only now that I'm actually trying to do something with that I'm starting to realise, which is why I asked the question. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm, well I think um I think um uh, they're related like so mm. not to get like all like deep and philosophical about creativity um but I think it as a as a substance inside of us as a as a juice can be poured into all sorts of different vessels and it will fill those shapes like as well as any of the others um you know I've done so many different things <laughs> um that all take the yeah. same like the same creativity um essentially I just wanted I wanted to do music because I wanted to make people feel things yeah um And and actually, before that, when I was 14, I wrote a novel. um, And it's not very good. Um, But I I wrote it uh, because I wanted to tell a story where people felt things about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then I got into music, and I thought I wanted to be a composer that would write scores that would make people cry when their favourite characters died. And then I... I realised I didn't want to do that at all so I started working in the games industry for a bit and I thought I wanted to make soundtracks there that would make people cry when their favourite characters died Yeah. Um, what actually ended up happening is I didn't enjoy making all of that I found it, it didn't work for me but I wanted to my outcome is still the same I want to make images that make people feel something I'm just less Or
0: rather, yeah, you want to make people feel, feel stuff you want to create yeah. content it's that affects right people yeah. Mm. yeah, absolutely and capture the capture I, do, medium, yeah. I did a very similar thing i used to think well for years i practiced three hours a day on guitar because i thought i wanted to be a professional musician and then when i actually started touring and saw how hard it is to be a professional musician i was like nah that's that looks harder than i think i'm able to you wait until you come
3: on a bear jams tour that will probably change <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> go, i don't know man you guys you guys are serious about your art you know you you give it all the oh we're hippies and we don't care but actually you're all you're all proper machines at your instrument i mean i'm f- like throwing that same idea out to you and you dave and ollie i just wondered like do you remember when you were younger like creative things that you did like because i remember like Recording my own versions of stories that I'd seen on a cassette, and trying to get my dad to type them out when I was like six and stuff like that. I
1: used to I used to write little stories and stuff like that, little books, and they were like only like a couple of pages long. But I used to love writing and just like the the idea of creating a story and having like um, yeah, just taking someone on a little journey. Like I do that, try and do that lyrically as well. And you know, music was something I I took in very young. Mm. When I from from the age of nine, I started playing drums. And then went to play bass and my sister started playing guitars so and I got a bit jealous because I was like, actually, you can, you can tell a lot more with a guitar. I can, you know, you can, there's more harmony to the strings, you know, there's more to it um, when it comes to writing. Well, I'm, affa- I'm offended by that statement. No, no, I mean, as a writer, as a, as a songwriter, it's easier to kind of compose something. Um, but I don't know, definitely, the, the drums and bass are the most important parts of any, uh, any band. But, uh,
0: Look at him with his back paddling. I am, I'm, dig-
1: I'm digging myself out of the hole, I can feel it now.
0: Savage. Um,
1: Savage, yeah, yeah, for definitely, man. I've always, I've always thought, um, I've always wanted, to, similar to what Seb says, you know, try and make people feel something. Um, yeah, I think you, you described it br- uh, beautifully, Seb. Loved it, mate.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: That is a lovely metaphor. The pouring creative creativity into, vessels. into different vessels. Absolutely, it is. It's,
2: yeah. it's how lovely, I see it, yeah. to be honest. Like, no, I, you know, yeah. what, what shape am I trying to fill today, in the politest way possible? Um, (laughs) And, you know, sometimes it's a very boring shape and sometimes it's not.
0: Which, you know what, though? That's an interesting thing because it's like one of the things, one of the strings, many strings on my bow is that I'm a fully qualified health and safety technician. And the reason I did that wasn't because I wanted to do health and safety, but because I hated being told that I couldn't do stuff because it wasn't safe. And so once I started actually looking into the methodology of how you do this, it's actually a creative process working out what risk is and finding ways of fixing it so you can do crazy cool stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and to me it was like, well, this is a creative solution to a real-world problem. Like, I don't see why people only kind of see it in that that sort of very thin narrow way
3: loves a risk assessment absolutely loves one
0: (laughs) like i can't you know i'll plug in someone's amp and just have a quick check to make sure it's been pat tested recently even if i don't care (laughs) even if i don't care i'll just have a glance just have a glance (laughs)
3: look we all we all have to get a kick somehow (laughs) that's it again you're gonna love a bear Jabs tour when you realize that, <laughs> perhaps half of it if that has actually been pat tested and it's good to go
0: um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. we're playing this gig tonight it's called the fire oh yeah why it's on fire <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so seb obviously we've been like we've had a bit of a crazy year the whole the whole planet's uh, been in a bit of a crazy situation with um when we have this thing where we don't we don't mention Ooh, we call it the incident yeah, don't mention the incident yeah so we've got this obviously we the the whole the last year has been a bit of a, a fuzzy one. Um but what have you been doing to keep yourself busy because obviously I mean I want to talk about your proxy series which um people should be mm. checking out. Um tell us about tell us a little bit about that man.
2: So um it's a series that uh I'm annoyed I didn't start doing earlier than I did is the is the short version but um <laughs> um essentially uh, as i've not been able to take photos of people in close proximity um i was getting very bored um and i for the f- i i lied on my back instead at the ceiling for a month um and then i realized that if i somehow am able to get someone on a video call on my ipad i could potentially photograph them through it because mm. um I feel like I'm going to sound like I'm dunking on people again, and it's because I slightly am. But there was a trend uh, going around on Instagram called the FaceTime photo shoot. Um, because FaceTime has a functionality that lets you take a picture on the other person's phone. Um, so someone could be holding it up for a call and posing, and you can decide when to take the picture. Um uh, and cool. I thought okay I understand why people are doing that but to me it's like a pale imitation of actually taking a photo of someone in person. Um it's all it's it, the visual fidelity is never going to be as interesting. The communication is never going to be as good. Um it's just a, a, a what's that nice word that people use a facsimile? It's going to be a facsimile yeah. of it rather than a a good replacement. Um so I wanted to embrace what the unique like strengths of doing something remotely um could be and it turns out um people are much smaller when they're on a video call than they are in real life right um so i could put them i could put a, a friend of mine and it was a friend to start with who i was like can i try something really weird um and she thankfully said yes um and i put her on my ipad on a zoom call and i put you know the uh, plastic sheets in the front of picture frames yeah um yeah i took that out Blue tacked it to the shelf in front of my iPad, sprayed it with a plant mister, and then photographed that. And it kind of looked like I was um, photographing someone in the shower or something. <laughs> um, you know, had that sort of like voyeuristic thing. But you couldn't, you could no longer tell that the person wasn't physically there on the other side of the sheet. Uh, ah. And that was the that was the the crux of it for me. Right. Uh, and it sort of spiraled from there. Um, I no longer use a shelf. I now use a bunch of wooden blocks to mathematically make sure that everything is the exact right distance away from everything else because I never realised that photography would require so many numbers to be involved. Um,
0: <laughs> That's fascinating.
2: There's a, uh, very boring technical things. There are things called minimum focus distances. So a camera can't focus on something like 10 centimetres away unless it's very specifically set up to be able to do that. Right. Um So I I specifically have a close-focus adapter that lets me do that for a camera. And then trying to work out the maths... The iPad screen doesn't change size. So it's like, how do I fill the sensor of my camera with the view of just the iPad screen and nothing else and then be able to put something in between it? So it was lots and lots of trial and error and lots and lots of water splashing everywhere when I was trying to do things. And lots of cleaning up from, like, spilling you know uh, that's amazing those, i've got i've literally next to the camera i have um maple syrup um i have johnson's bedtime bath solution
3: yeah um, more tears
2: <laughs> you know i get some sponsorships going um
0: so i've seen some pictures of this nature of you guys is that's, that, that's, that, are those, that is that part of that series that's Oh that's right. part of
2: that series
0: um, oh my I, gosh, it all comes together. I was bla- I was, I've was, i been blown away by them, actually. It was something that I meant to bring yeah, up with you on podcast you. at some point. So this seems like the perfect opportunity to say they were, those are fantastic bits of work, as the creator is here, and I hadn't quite fully realised that yet. Well, Seb-
1: thank right you very thinking much. They, people um, people uh, started to think that you're up for some winning some awards for it, but then people didn't believe that it was you, and they thought it was... Some, some like, post-edit or on, on Photoshop or something like that, and it's actually you being a whiz kid. So,
2: <laughs> there's actually been a bit of an update to that story as well, yesterday. Right. Um, so, back in October or something, I entered an award I won't name, for their yep. benefit. Um, and <laughs> I was... I, I entered a couple of these images from this series, and understandably, they're very abstract images, I understand why you could think that they might not be taken completely in oh, camera. Even though I sent an explanation as to exactly how it works and offered evidence if they wanted it um and they responded to me saying, "Um we don't accept illustrations or photoshop based work um and just I was completely completely ruled out of it um and I was a bit bitter about that because the images that won are not very interesting um <laughs> and it would have been it would have been a tasty chunk of money uh, which all creative people would like. Um, yeah. Um, but equally, on a really recent note, and I, I imagine this isn't... This episode probably isn't going to come out tomorrow, so I'm going to talk about this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I've i been recommended to, to try sharing my work on Reddit, because apparently people on Reddit like seeing things. Um, and I've never used Reddit before. And I posted some of these... Um, okay, so one piece of information. I use a Leica camera. Um, they're very bougie. They're lovely. They make some of the nicest cameras in the world. This one in particular was far too much money. Um, but they have quite an elitist fan base and, and sort of uh, a user, user group. Um, and, and of posted... course,
0: anything elitist is loved on Reddit.
2: Well, this seems to be the thing, apparently. I, I really yeah. don't know anything about Reddit other than um, my last couple of days' experience. But I posted some of these images on a on a Leica fan Reddit, being like, oh, I took these images with a Leica, you know, uh, I know it's not the sort of thing that might usually be taken with these cameras, I thought I'd share it, this is how I do it. Um, And almost immediately, a moderator took it down and sent me a message saying that this subreddit was for real photography only. Um, And then, I'm not joking, an hour later, um, a representative from Leica, the camera company, Reached out to me and said, Can you send us some work? We'd like to feature it on all of our social oh, channels yes. in the next week. Oh, way. amazing. Um, <laughs> so, yes, bro. So the, I just, I had to laugh that fans of the camera said, This isn't, this doesn't count. Yeah. And then immediately the camera company were like, This is yes, sick. Can we mate, talk yeah. to right. you about this it? This totally that's counts. Oh, amazing. dude. That's big. But um, big it's bullshit. a very abstract process. So I do get it. You know, I do get why people question me about it. Um,
1: yeah, man, but it's an absolutely strange um, example of like, you know, using thinking outside the box when 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 you have to. I mean, you, you, I, I doubt you would have thought of this process if you weren't having to sit at home with nothing with no work on, you know. And this is this, 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 this beautiful thing has come from isolation from this weird time. It's just it's, just, mm. a, it's, a, it's a good. Um, it's, just, it's inspiring, man. It really is very cool. Thank stuff. you. I
2: think it's going to influence my work going forward in ways that I don't even understand yet. Yeah, um, mm. I think you're right. You know, I I think um, I think it's a vaguely poetic thing I like to talk... A, a way I like to talk about my work is that I want my work to be lyrical and not literal. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I try and embody that whatever I'm doing. Um, and it's taking me a long time to get to the point where I can, like, say that I can actually do that rather than just trying to do that. Yeah, um, um. And I think, you know, these images are particularly abstract and some of them you can't even tell that there's a person on the other side, but some oh, yeah. of them definitely some of them you can. I like so there's a there's a concept in storytelling um called the curiosity gap um where you give just enough information that someone can be like I understand what's happening, but I need to know more. Yeah. Um and really obvious ways of doing that is uh uh in cinema when they show you something shady happening and they don't show you the face. Um, right. Yeah. Um or 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 uh uh so something I do a lot, like the implication of a person, is some something I'm very into. So these images can be quite abstract. And okay, the ones of the the ones of these guys aren't as abstract as some of the others I've done, mm. um, but, but some of them definitely are. Um, particularly yeah. Dave, there are some of you, Dave, where we got a little bit cosmic. <laughs> it
3: was a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I took um, we're, on
3: another form, and uh, mm. that form was quite terrifying. I quite like um,
0: the idea of cosmic, Dave. I think yeah, when, very very powerful.
3: Because I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't realise how how you produced these pictures and these images at all until the morning of when uh, of when we had the call and you kind of explained. But I knew that something weird was going to happen when you said, "I'm going to be a little bit late for the call. I've just had to pop out to get some nice Greek yogurt and some maple syrup." And I thought, "Oh, okay, you need something to eat." And he goes, "No, no, no, to put on your face." And I went, "Oh, <laughs> so." Coming around from maple, maple syrup and Greek yogurt to uh, cosmic entity is, uh, it worked out quite well.
1: I can just vision you, yeah, Seb, I mean, in an aisle of a Tesco's or something, just staring into, staring deeply into, the, into a honeypot or something like that. Just... <laughs>
2: Dude, you, you don't know how accurate that is. The number of times, there is a Sainsbury's at the end of my road. Um, yeah. And yeah. the number of times I have walked to that Sainsbury's, picked just bottles of stuff up, and just shaken them and stared through them. Uh, being like, I wonder what this would do to my friends' faces. Uh, you I sound like look a
0: insane... man. You sound like a man that needs uh, purchasing as a present at some point. And I'm throwing this out there for your friends and family. You're a man that needs a viscosity meter.
2: Do you know what I really for do? Measuring.
0: <laughs> you do.
2: <laughs> I do. I need one. So I mean, I didn't realize that this year I would be looking into the re- the re- oh god, what's it called? The refraction index. Um,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, I know Elabor- about. Elaborate this. on that. What's Where,
2: that? So, th- so the refraction index is, and I think there might be a longer, more technical name for it, but essentially, um, have you seen uh, the album artwork for Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: so that's so that's a beam of light being passed through a diamond that is then splitting the colours into different wavelengths. Um, and um, lots of things do that, but in slightly different ways. And for example, um, different, so different, different chemicals, different chemical makeups, makeups split and distort light in just completely different ways. Um, so I never realized I'd be learning about the differences between pouring agave syrup and maple syrup onto a sheet of, of clear plastic and seeing the difference in distortion. Yeah. So you know, for 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 Is for it big? example, huge. It's huge. Really? And because the sugar crystals in maple syrup are naturally occurring, whereas agave syrup, they're more created. Um, That's a bad way of summing it up, but that's sort of vaguely the thing. Um, And it also varies based on the depth. If I put a milliliter of maple syrup on top of something, it will be like point... You know, it'll be an infinitesimally small amount distorted... If I put, like, two or three millilitres, it it distorts exponentially, because it's like a logarithmic thing. Um uh, I see. Um, and I wanted to take photos, because I thought it would be fun, and I wouldn't have to think, and I would just have to uh, look at nice things and then take photos of them. But what's actually happened is I'm having to learn about physics and maths. <laughs> And like, That's
0: like sound engineering. I start going yeah. to sound engineering because I thought it'd be cool to hang out with the band. No one told me that I'd have to learn about like <laughs> compression waves of bass frequencies versus... Like, oh, I never knew that that was going to come up. But yeah, it really does. Like actual physics. <laughs> like like
2: all of the time. Um, so, that, so a big part of my life is just currently walking to the Sainsbury's at the end of my road, staring into things, googling the so you index go. If you, if you uh, see a man scores.
1: shaking a argarb bottle or a honey pot in the in, in the of a supermarket aisle, you know who it is? It's Seb <laughs> Peters. Give
3: him a... Give, it's that crazy, crazy guy in Cambridge <laughs> that stares into pots. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you know where I've heard about this before, funnily enough? It was a conversation with a friend that actually a friend of all of ours and friend of Bear Jams um, Josh DeMarcos because he now does loads of special effects work for Disney and actually it was where I'd come across it was he's involved with I mean they call it the Mandalorian machine but it's like the, the set machine that they use to shoot Mandalorian in which is like a a like projected like led screen and obviously they're yeah, getting massively it. into stuff like this because they're trying to line up the uh, the actors with the stuff mm. in the backdrop and it led me on to thinking about the uh, the early industrial light and magic special effects yeah. where they're working with miniatures and i was reading some articles about uh the like the the early like models of the uss enterprise in um uh, star trek the next generation and how they were having to like uh use like certain densities of dry ice around it to get certain sort of camera light refractions and that's where i came across this in that kind of like context of shooting miniatures but making it look like actual cities It's, it's um, the same entirely. About... yeah yeah it's really interesting very cool oh, there um, i think you
2: go. i think um you know this could also be uh the difference. So essentially, the different. What I'm doing is I'm using like practical effects, like they do for some of the puppets in the Star Wars stuff, as opposed to the mm. CG from some of the early Star Wars stuff. Like the se- the same result is achievable, but one looks better. Not yeah. to yeah. Not to start a Star Wars argument, but you know, puppets <laughs> look better.
3: We should definitely I, I mean, start a separate podcast about Star Wars. <laughs>
0: Or a separate podcast about emulating things. I, funnily enough, and Dave, this might interest you actually. Noticed that um, there's a free Ampeg SVT plugin that's currently doing the rounds. That's meant to be a very uh, good there, no. emulation. Uh, yeah, Which I saw you it don't on Facebook have to earlier. Carry
3: up, uh, carry up or down some stairs to a gig that will probably <laughs> break your back.
0: Ah, oh, well, see, here's the thing: it's a laptop computer-like emulation of an Ampeg uh, SVT. Now, I reckon. That is going to be awesome in the studio. Really useful tool. Because like, exactly that, you, you know, you don't have to chip up to a session with your actual Ampeg, which is a pain in the bum. But is that going to be the same on a stage with a band mm. rocking out as having an actual Ampeg? Well, it's no, that it's whole, not.
3: It's that whole analogue versus digital argument. You know, you could... You can make anything sound like something in a digital format, but it, you know, and it's almost identical in so many different ways. But is it really is digital better than analog and vice versa? You know, I actually agree. and have this yeah. and have this argument for for hours and hours and hours. And
0: I I'd argue that it's a usage thing because it's like if you were recording a bass guitar into like. Uh, a door like and you use a plug-in to affect that and have full control over that that's exactly the right environment for that if you were to get up and play on a stage live with a rock band you would probably choose the svt over a laptop plugged into a power 100 yeah, and because it's it's more than the sum of its parts in that environment and that's what it's for whereas it's perhaps less for recording in the corner of your project studio at home and in that environment a really good emulation would probably be the better thing for getting a result and it's it's almost that argument in the yeah you can get like some interesting effects results in the way that people are actually accusing Seb of doctoring his photos, but actually it's got nowhere near the same amount of depth, and that's why the camera makers are looking at this and going, this is something else man, this is so much better well, we, and, I, we and I get it, I, get, we, I totally get it
3: we definitely have a spin-off series in the works um, that you've just described now, so we, we'll definitely get on that
0: <laughs> well, like, you know, not, to, not to
3: keep it going, but like the film versus
2: digital debate is like a big thing in the photography world that I don't care about at all
0: yeah see this this fascinates because i'm like i've got i've sorry are we trying to wrap up i've no, got no. Uh, uh i've got a digital camera just that i've just got recently and it's that same thing of like well like what's the because i don't know i've never i've never like this is only the second camera i've ever bought as an adult like i don't, I don't know like what, what the real difference is like i know i can get results out of this camera so yeah sorry what is the difference then <laughs> um uh
2: we have manufactured capitalist nostalgia for one of them um <laughs> where we where it's very easy yeah. to look at the past and see isn't that so lovely because we're not in it um and 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 people really put value on that um and film is i understand the so for, so for anyone who doesn't know um, a digital camera you have an unlimited number of pictures sort of Depends how big your SD cards are. Within that, yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I have have two 128 gig SD cards in my camera as we speak. Um, And that's that's about 1,200 photos because it takes relatively high resolution photos. Um, So um, enough
0: for a short wedding?
2: Only just.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) weddings are stressful
2: (laughs) and you have to take far too many. Um, But with a film camera most rolls of film have 36 exposures, so you can take 36 photos, and that roll of film probably cost you about seven quid to put in the camera, um, and it'll probably cost you another ten to twenty to get it developed and scanned so you can see the photos like a week later. Um, and the the pros of that are you slow down and you think more. Um, in theory. I don't think that's always the case, but in theory that's, that's you know, th- those are the pros. and. I like the look of film because it's not perfect. Um, mm. But I hate the process of shooting it because it's more expensive. And especially when you're working with clients, you can't guarantee what that's going to look like. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, I can... I I Part of my reputation is that I get images back to people within a 48-hour turnaround pretty much regardless of anything else that's going on. Um, you know, to the point where... I shot a I shot a show for Sampa the Great, who's fantastic. Yep. Um Amazing, yeah. At um at a, 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 a in Bristol and the images were being used for a review in the Times that needed to be in print by eight AM the next day. Um and the gig finished at midnight and at six AM the next day I was getting a train to Berlin. Um Um and I still I was sat in the departure lounge editing and sending photos before I got on my train. Um and by the time I turned up in Berlin, they were, you know, in print and available everywhere. Like, it's a quick... Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. a quick thing. And, like, it,
0: that just yeah, wouldn't and, be possible. And, no. With film, no. Le- leading no. on from that... But sorry, then, sorry, we'll carry on. I was going to ask, is that what do you think around the artistry of development, though? Because I know that, like, it used to be a thing with, like, photographers where they'd have their darkroom and their special mix of chemicals and their, their special, you know... Cooking up of the image, yeah, you know absolutely what
2: I mean? um that's a uh, so I think if people still shoot on film, it's great and it's cool, and I don't think one medium is better than the other, but I think they have their own uses um, mm. but you can do all of that in in Lightroom or capture one or whatever software you want to be using um, oh, okay just to simply, See, so I didn't like, know that so so think of think of lightroom as a visual d a w essentially. Um it's just okay. you know, I've I've spent the first half of my day today, I spent rearranging my my processing sort of presets that I have in there that I make to speed my life up. Um mm. and you know, so it's like, oh, I've taken I've taken some pictures of this this friend of mine, Keith, um, on a lovely winter's day with his very nice Porsche. Um and I I save everything I've done to those images, um, so that if I do something similar I can start from that point. Um the way that you might okay. uh, uh bring up a your favorite compression preset on a oh, yeah. on a plugin or your favorite amp or oh, yeah, fa- an emulator or
0: you straight away put your 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 standard compression on your bass guitar ap- absolutely your yeah. standard compression on your kick drum yeah
2: it's the same thing and oh, like it's still important to yeah. for me anyway it's important to take the best photo fo- not the best photo but the, I want to take the photo that I want to take like, I don't want to take a photo that I then have to fix later. Um, yeah. Um, but I know that I can take a photo, and part of my secret sauce that isn't secret, because I tell anyone that asks, um, I shift my green slightly towards blue. I shift my blue slightly towards green. I make my reds and orange peachier, and that's how you make it look like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are the colours I do. Yeah. Um, and I make everything yeah. softer. I reduce I reduce the visual fidelity. Um. I actually do that in camera by putting a, a lens on the front, a filter on the front of my lens that oh, softens really? everything.
0: really?
2: Ah. Uh, that's super interesting. It makes my life easier. It's like it's like using a... Uh, it's, it's literally the same as adjusting where you've put the microphone to record a kick drum if you want yeah. one that's a bit more bitey or one that's a bit more of a boom.
0: Um, well, it's just an interesting... It's interesting mixing that, right, I've got a digital... Light system and everything that's happening beyond capturing the light is a digital process. But actually, I'm going to put a completely analog solution between that digital process and the real world. And it, it's kind of not dissimilar to like you know, I guess if you put like something in front of a microphone to get a different effect or something. Yeah, it's, which is um, sometimes do with kick drums and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's like adding dist- a, a distortion pedal. Like I'm just reducing the quality of the image, but in a way that is desirable. That's amazing. Um, Very cool. Um, yeah. and that's. Uh, what I spend too much of my life thinking about—how <laughs> to put
0: vaseline on the lens.
2: Yeah, essentially. Um, yeah. Like I just don't want to spend time looking at a computer screen. I want to spend time out in the world taking photos.
1: Yeah, totally, man.
2: Um, Interesting. Yeah. Have you so got any? I think. Favorite? I think. Um,
1: no, no. Carry no, on. Fire away. No, yeah, you carry on, mate. No. You're on a roll. Oh,
2: uh, I was—I was just going to say that. Um, I—I use—I use a. Uh, uh, how was it summed up? Someone was talking to me about this the other day. They were asking me some questions. Uh, I've reached the point where people who are studying at uni are starting to ask me about stuff, um, like you know, sending off a thing, being like, "Oh, my lecturer says I am supposed to ask questions from someone." I am gonna ask you, um, which is a weird, <laughs> weird stage of my life to be in. Um, but um, uh, so it's it's a it's I use a digital workflow in terms of is a digital sensor going into a computer um, but I very much do embrace the analog process so my camera is entirely manual there's no autofocus there's no any of that yep. um, it's all manual and it's very slow but um, it has the convenience of a digital sensor so it's trying to find the best of yeah. both of those worlds yeah. um, Happy medium. which is why I bought such a ridiculously expensive camera and when I say I bought it I traded two cameras four lenses and money on top to buy one camera and one lens wow um, this this thing was, but the way it look, it expensive. shows in
0: the work, it does what, show in the work. To be honest,
2: I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, also because the, as the soon as she I started, sold, to... the, I, one of the cameras mm. I sold to get it literally is called the poor man's Leica, and that is a misnomer <laughs> because I'm much poorer now that I have the Leica,
3: <laughs>
2: like to a to a ridiculous degree. Um, oh, you were you were you were gonna ask me something?
1: I was gonna say, have you got any favourite shoots or any uh, f- favourite gigs that you've um, you know that you've done that uh, you can bring up?
2: Oh, I mean, the Sam for the Great one was exceptional because she yep. put on a ridiculous show, and I was full of that energy. Um, I shot an album launch show for Michael Kiwanuka to l- do a yep. little name drop there. Mm-hmm. Um And it was very good, and he gave me a bag of fudge. Oh, uh, um, nice <laughs> as an extra Cheers. thank you. Um
3: and That's such a funny gift to give a photographer show.
2: yeah, right, and do you know what? it was vegan fudge as well, which I appreciate as someone who doesn't really do dairy yeah, that is nice. he didn't know that, I think he just also is vegan, so vegan. it makes sense, yeah, um there was this there was this one band that I've shot a couple of shows of, um they're called like Bear James or Bear Jams or something they sound um, they got oh, bear, the show bear
3: yeah Barry Yammer's, <laughs> Barry, Yammer's. Yeah, Barry Yammer's as, as we're in Jay. Belgium
2: yeah, I like that with, with
3: um, o- Oppie Kumba as the front man <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that now we're
1: very I produced, am genu- well, genuinely, you,
3: genuinely we, we turned up to a gig in the Netherlands and it was supposed to be like a little filler gig in between the tour and uh, it was supposed to be just Ollie doing a little acoustic half an hour and we turned up and the guide wrote um, outside in the blackboard Oppie Coomba from the, ben- from the band Barry Yammer's and it's, it's stuck ever since
2: yeah, that's um. Oh, Listen, so has... i i have a I have a fake identity that I use sometimes, um, which is Seth Peppers. Seth <laughs> um,
0: Peppers, I love how'd it. How that come just, about? Just
2: slightly. Um, I needed to sign up for another free Netflix trial or something back in the day, and I wanted to use a (laughs) fake name. Um, And and my email address for it is sethpeppers69, and the number of times I've accidentally logged on to proper calls with that as my email address has been too many. Too many of those. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because I have them both logged in. Um, I have an evil twin cousin, Guy Bosch that once locked me in a cupboard and uh, went on tour for a month and a half in Asia. Wasn't me. It was my evil cousin Guy Bush.
2: <laughs> And 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 the fact that you were locked in the cupboard is why you yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and why I lost all that weight. Uh, <laughs> and, why, <laughs> and
3: why Will was then accepted into Hogwarts School of Wizardry. After. What, evil what,
1: about, cousin what about your weirdest? Have you had? What's the weirdest one you've had, Seb? Have you got any like proper funny weird ones that you can uh, let slip?
2: Yeah. Some. Some that definitely. Some that definitely shouldn't be spoken about. Um, <laughs> I've, 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 um, I've shot some strange things. Um, I've shot some shows which have not been very good because things have gone wrong. Yeah. Um, but I've also done some like other work where it's not a show, but it's like a person, um, where things have gone particularly um, undesirably. The the uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some weird stuff that's gone down. I mean, there are some silly. There are some silly things. When I I tried to get an angle for a photo and leant back on a wall that I thought was a wall and turned out to be a door, and fell backwards through the door. Oh no! Um, into into the back of a. Uh, this was at like eight a.m. in the morning, and they were still. It, I fell backwards into the side of a nightclub that they were still cleaning from the night before, and the floor was sticky, and it was very unpleasant. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, this I've turned I've turned up to someone's. Yeah, well, I've I've turned up to someone's flat to take photos of them before. And they've been like, "Oh, just let yourselves in; it'll be fine." I walk up to their flat, and they're just like vomiting off their balcony, like. Wow. And they're like, "I'll oh, be a minute; it'll be fine." I'm like, "You good? You sure?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like um, yeah, I've 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 run into some strange people doing this. Yeah. Um, some fascinating people as well. I I had I went I went to photograph a tracksuit for someone, who um you know she makes clothes, um. And the longest conversation we had was about her and her friends like to lick toads and then vomit together for a, for like twenty four hours. Wow! And apparently, it's a real good bonding experience. And also, you like see God. And I was like, cool, interesting. That's just <laughs> cool. not what I was expecting. So, uh, Who said romance tell me about
0: is your dead? Tie dye like tracksuit. Well, how did you come up yeah. with that then? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Um, but but also, I meet like incredibly interesting people. Like my favorite my favorite thing in the whole world is meeting people and help and like the privilege of being able to take someone's photo is like a thing that that i i'm very honored to be able to do frequently yeah man you do an Um, absolutely
1: fantastic job of it as well mate honestly it's brilliant
2: well i mean thank you very much i try i've definitely i definitely didn't used to i definitely used to take some really bad ones um and now i think i take some okay ones (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um,
1: i think you've got an absolutely insane career ahead of you mate and it's um Thank you so much for coming on, on on the on the podcast, mate. It's really really blessed of you to come. Yeah, here. thank you for
2: having me. Um,
0: yeah, it's been oh, amazing. I, guess, like, I've, I found we, it so interesting.
2: Well, I'm I'm glad. I guess I didn't talk about the other stuff I do, but that's fine.
0: Tell us about well, I mean, your other I mean, things, mate, Seb, talk away, Well, talk I what do else? have a
2: call to get onto in five minutes, but I'll oh, give okay. you my last couple of minutes. Yeah, do um, it.
0: Do it.
2: Uh, I I have a release of music coming out later this year, which is really exciting, and I haven't really spoken to many people about amazing. it yet.
0: Wow! Um,
2: um, And it will be a great surprise to anyone who's known me for a long time. Turns out, I'm pretty good at making like kind of good house music, but that's a whole separate conversation. Wow! (laughs) Um, (laughs) As someone who hates hates clubs, raves, any sort of thing with lots of people, and you know, it's not my scene at all. Turns out, I really enjoy making it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So I've been. I saw this
3: revelation too.
2: Mm, It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but I you know, know. I've, I've been making it all with a with a with a tiny keyboard because I sold all of my music equipment <laughs> um, for the camera and no, nothing but more or less, yeah. You know, <laughs> I've been using just just the built-in sounds in Logic. Yeah, and it's and I mean, fair amount of uh, sampling that I've been using, like grabbing stuff and making it real weird to make textural things. Yeah, um, I've missed I've missed enjoying making music. Yeah, I haven't done it. In, I, I literally hadn't made music in like three years. and then I just
1: what's the project called what's it going to be released under are you able to say yet
2: um uh, so it'll be released the artist that I'm going under because I'm not releasing it under my own name because apparently it's not catchy enough for that but that's fine um I'll be releasing it under brother curve ah nice um, who uh there is an Instagram account (laughs) you can follow where currently I share photos that I don't share on my normal Instagram account yep um
1: What's the handle um, for your be really
2: Instagram fun. account? It's just...
0: Yeah, actually, because oh, well, I want to
1: well, get that Well, you can,
2: can find action. me anywhere on the internet at SEBJJP. Um, SEBJJP. You, J-J-P. you can also find me at SEBJJP.com if you want to look at my images in, like, crispy high resolution. And there's lots of them. There's lots of... There's actually a, 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 a disturbing number of you, Ollie, on there from various well, things.
1: Well, that's that's because I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of your work, mate, and I want to try and be in every as much of it as I can.
2: Well, uh, I'm sure we can work something out with that. Yeah, but, man. um
1: We'd love to. Oh, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, no, carry on, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I'll come back one.
1: I'll, I was going to say no, I'll come back one day. Yeah, please do, mate, because this, this this has been an absolute absolute blast, mate. I mean, there's there seems to be um, a lot more we could we could talk about as well, you know. And it's um because we work with you in first hand, anyway, with the band and through through e show and that with Charlie and that. There's going to be. I mean many a times where we can um, we can do this sort of thing I think and um, you know share, sh- sh- share, share stories man
2: absolutely um, but thank you so much for having me no worries um, I have to disappear pretty immediately yeah no worries <laughs> mate um, but uh, have yeah, a lovely day and I'll catch
0: you amazing very soon. to meet you, you Seb it's it's amazing Seb to meet you Piers, take care everyone, remember the name all the See best you later.
1: Woo. all the best nice one guys you've been listening to The podcast will not be televised.